I just want to see myself. I look to broadly speaking, I want to see myself getting out of my comfort zone. So the point of all that was saying, I don't want to retire yeah. at whatever time that might be and say, oh, I only did the one thing my entire life. Maybe I go and do in a similar industry, but I branch off and do marketing in Hewlett and Private Wealth or whatever. But I want to be able to be in a position where I could potentially take three months off a year and travel with my family. Hello, gang. Welcome back to Adventure Radio. So today for uh, for you, we have our great friend Andrew Hewison. Uh, Hewie was on the show pretty recently talking about um, finances and all things uh, investing. It was a fantastic chat. I had a great time. Everybody loved it. Um, he's actually back on the show today and we didn't really talk too much finance and all that bizzo. It was just more of a general chat and it was a really good one. So hope you guys enjoy it. This show is brought to you by Quash Creative. Head to quashcreative.com and use the uh, and quote the code radio when you speak to the guys there and you will get a free SEO report or a report on your current or existing brand. We get compliments all the time on um, on our intro track for this podcast and that was uh, the guys at Quash, Sean, uh, Sean Marsh, friend of ours. Uh, the guys at Quash cre- um, created that intro. So yeah, they're really good. All things creative. Check them out. Uh, it's also brought to you by Audible. Check out audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio for your free audiobook and 30 day free trial. If you're not listening to audiobooks, guys, you're kidding yourself. Um, and lastly, we are brought to you by Adventure Fit Travel. So, guys, Adventure Fit Travel at the moment has a program that we're rolling out to all um, gym owners, um, affiliate owners, communities around the place. Um, basically we put together an awesome adventure itinerary for you guys gym owners travel for free there's huge money to go back into the gym if you sell tickets for us basically like uh, everybody wins partnership the uh, the community get to, to pick their gym and it's something that's a point of difference in the community so if you want to learn more about that you can email me directly at doc at adventurefittravel.com other than that head to our website and uh, see all the trips that we've got coming up we've got I think off the top of my head, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, Kokoda, Bali, Vietnam, Greece, Hawaii. I don't know what else. We got a lot of trips out, out there. And uh, if you use the code word radio at checkout, you'll get 10% off any and all of those. So enjoy the show. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. <laughs> that reputation to uphold you know how it yeah. is yeah that, that was my goal 
<laughs> when you when I when we first came on the show, just to like probe you to a certain level where you just go nuts and just make the most me. aggressive sexual gags. I know whether you got me. You did really well. You went real harsh on um, people with depression. Yeah. You gave <laughs> you him a did. real turn and I got. Gave him a real, real crack. <laughs> what's, 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 what's the point if you're not going to be, you know, a little bit opinionated <laughs> about something? That's right. Yeah. Depression's fake. <laughs> uh, Andrew Hewitson, depression is fake. <laughs> buddy, buddy got his shit together. That obviously was a real. That was true. He must have heard. He listens to the podcast, didn't he? <laughs> um, all right, we're back, uh, back on Adventure Street Radio, and we're back with our great friend Andrew Hewison for hey, round two. Welcome back, mate. What's happening, boys? Welcome back, Huey. Got the beers out Friday night. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> we do. We're yeah. rock. Got a couple a, of those beers lined up. I've got, sleeves, I've got the sleeves rolled up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Huey, what's been happening, man? What's been happening since we saw you last? You must have a Mates, bun pretty close now. Yeah, bun, yeah. Like that's. Um, it's oh mate, it's seriously. I'm that excited. Yeah, I'm yeah. that excited. We could do a podcast about about um, prenatal if you when's, want. When's the date? We're we're two we're, we're two sessions down on the uh, birthing education classes. <laughs> oh yeah, two hours every Monday night. Really? Hey, fun. Yeah, between se- between seven and nine. Okay. Tell me what happens at about eight thirty on a Monday night for the last two last two Mondays. Oh, has there been a TV show? Oh or no. Something? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sat down. We had a break in the first one, and I sat. I sat down. The lady who runs it's an absolute star. Yeah. And I said, geez, you'd want to be good this second half. <laughs> She's like, what? She's like, I'm missing Game of Thrones. Yeah, for this. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, other, two or three other blokes in the room going, yeah, so am I. Yeah, yeah. Two, Listen. two blokes, blokes streaming <laughs> yeah. back on, on their phone. Yeah. Yeah, listen, listen. Yeah, yeah, and then the baby comes out. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So, guys, when you wrap your arms around your wife uh, going through the active <laughs> stage of labour, and we're like, what? Khaleesi? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, Khaleesi's mint. I mean, yeah, cool, good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, like that thing, like, that's a massive trip out. Like to, to to sit on the couch every night. Joe's about seven months, and to sit on the couch every night and watch this alien mm. thing in her stomach just mm. bash the <laughs> shit out of her stomach. Find its way out. Yeah, and we don't know what we're having. So I'm like, damn, is that you know, like, is that yeah. a boy or a girl? I think we're having a girl, but couple of names. Any uh, any thoughts? <sighs> Khaleesi. Yeah. Um, Daenerys. Daenerys. Oh, uh, Aya. <laughs> Mother of dragons. Aya. Aya. That's insane. Um, Ned, if it's a guy. No. Yeah. He, 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 I still can't believe that killed him off in the first series. <laughs> How did that happen? It was. Anyway, it was insane. Um, Ned, if it's a guy. <laughs> nah. Ned, it's, it's a lovely daughter, Nedelin. Such a such a secret thing. The names. Yeah, yeah. You know? Tom. But, definitely um, Tom. I'll tell you what it's not going to be because I, I don't know why, but I wanted I decided for a period there that I wanted Rocco if it was going to be a boy. Okay. It's a terrible name. <laughs> well, we went down to the park the other day and, and someone <laughs> yelled out, called their dog, Sorry, Rocco. <laughs> Joe, Joe turned. He's like, okay, well, that's <laughs> off the list. He was a I reckon that's a good call, Huey. I'm not a big Rocco. Okay. I don't know why I just wanted to be so opinionated <laughs> yeah. about that. Uh, you, don't, you don't like Rocco? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Uh, so... Um, Oh, well, you so know what? what? I think I it's mean, a seriously, seriously. So, uh, so that that aside, uh, obviously, if 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 this was a, a TV show, it'd mm. be pretty obvious. But uh, I'm in a sling at the moment, mm. so I had a uh, shoulder rico four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, supra, 13 millimeter tear in my supra spinatus, which is basically all the way through, and mm-hmm. a, a bicep tendon tear. So six weeks in this in this bad boy. Um, yeah. I'm wearing it now for show. I, I, I stopped wearing. I stopped wearing it after about two weeks. Yeah, yeah. But uh, nah, it's just you don't get much sleep, boys. If you yeah. have a shoulder echo, I've you, had a shoulder echo. Oh yeah, you Fuck just sleep. Sucks. Nah. Um, 
Because the problem was I had to sleep on my back. Yeah, same. And I'm not a back. No. I'm not a back. I'm like this. Yeah, I'm all, dude, my, and, all yeah. over it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the stomach, the yeah. side. Mm. And then they put you this thing and go, yeah, just sleep in a recliner for six weeks. Sure. Yeah, cool, mate. All right. Do I get sleeping tablets <laughs> yeah. for this or what's going on there? Yeah. I was, I was, pace, I was just pacing, but I went to the physio the first time this week to just start moving along. Bill, you know, it's... It's painful, not, it's man. like, yeah, but it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to get in there. They're going to give me some one kilo weights to start. Mm. No, no, no. Just use your other hand to start pushing it just yeah. a bit further uh, than you did yeah. before. Like and you move up to the rubber band. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a humbling, yeah. it's a humbling experience. Yeah. Um, but mate, th- th- those two things are kind of what I wanted to get, you know, of those two things, Joe's being pregnant. I want to get this done mm. before the baby turns up well before just, just working, just mm. putting head down and. Business is great. Yes, nice. Um, you know, like obviously my job as as MD is not so much on the tools as much anymore. Like going out there and trying to bring new clients in. It's 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 like it's it's like I think I said last time. It's like spinning plates. Mm. You just always have to keep focused on on on. And as soon as you turn your back on something for a period of time, it's, it 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 bites you in the backside mm, and reminds yeah. you that you know don't ignore me. But um. Just trying to get through winter. Melbourne's yeah, been bloody dark. Shit, it? It's been it's so shit. dark. So yeah. uh, looking forward to a bit of summer action. So how do you keep things uh, in line at Houston Wealth then with um, all those plates spinning here? I feel like, I mean, because at, at Adventure Fit, I feel the exact same way. Like any time that, you know, I, I feel like I don't, I don't need to oversee absolutely everything, but you mm. need to check in from time to time. Like how do you keep all your procedures all running smoothly, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, so... We're still classified as as a small business, small to medium sized business. Um, we've got about 29, 20, 29 staff. Shit. Um, but but without getting into too much detail, depending on how deep you want to go, but mm-hmm. we still run a very simple business, right? Mm-hmm. Our job, our job is to go and get new clients and service the ones we've got. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And, yeah. and and we we charge a fee on on what we do for them, and and beautiful business model. God bless my my old man for starting it. Mm-hmm. We control the bank account of our clients of mm-hmm. their investment portfolios. We charge fees out of them, direct debits, monthly in arrears. We always know if they don't have enough cash, we can't sell things on their behalf. But we can see when they're going to run out of cash, mm-hmm. and we tell them you need to sell something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, to make sure you've got enough cash to, f- to 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 fund yourselves, but also to make sure we get paid as well. Yeah. We don't have any stock. We don't have any debtors. Mm. It's a very simple business model. It's, cool. it's a very nice really business cool. model. Yeah, yeah it's, cra- like it. it's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're taking the piss here. Come on, let's be honest. You But yeah, I've got a really good lift, lift, sort of uh, right, right-hand lady, uh, our practice manager. She looks after HR compliance mm-hmm. um, and, and sort of the, the financial bookkeeping sort of thing. Um, I've got a great head of client services sort of that, that runs the, the back office. Mm-hmm. I look after the planning team. So it, it is about checking in and, and that's the thing. And we are, even though you're selling product or service, we're in the people business, yeah. right? And at the end of the day, it's people business from a client point of view. Um, it's all about for us, it's, you know, yes, we've got, we, we know what to do with strategy. We know what to do with where to invest money, et cetera. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, we've got to build long-term, long-lasting relationships with our clients yeah. because the reality is one day we are going to screw up and you want to make sure you've got the relationship there so that you can sit in front of someone, eyeball them and say, look, 
we catch up. I'm not just here for the first time in two years to tell you something's gone wrong. You know, for the last two years, we've caught up once a quarter and told yep. you all about the great things. But maybe you have to have a difficult conversation. You want to make sure you're prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, financial services businesses are, without doubt, from an industry point of view, the most highly regulated industry in the world, yeah. bar none. Yeah, right. So making sure that we, 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 um, we follow through on our obligations um, from a compliance point of view and so on and so forth. You know, fraud's going through the roof these mm-hmm. days. So we're going to make sure we've got checks and balances in place there so that if people are trying to come in and act, act, act yeah. as if there's someone else to, to try and steal some money that we've got, you know, we, we are a bank, yeah, basically. Totally, yeah. totally. We are a bank and yep. we, we market ourselves in that way yep. to our clients. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I see my, my job, I mean, you've got to get, from my point of view, I have to make sure that I don't get myself caught up working, working in the business. Yeah. So that's where you need to delegate and push things away and trust the people that you've got in place. 100%. And then I need to spend my time looking for how I can how I can make this business better. Yeah. How I can how I can introduce efficiencies into this business. Mm. I have learned so much this year around innovation and technology uh you know, artificial intelligence. Mm. Um, you wouldn't believe how well, that's coming fast into into financial sure. services. Mm, you wouldn't sure. believe it. And, really? and I'm not I'm not talking about robots doing our job, but, you know, if you log into your portfolio at 12 o'clock at night, I'm not there. Mm. But you might be a bloody doctor, a lawyer, or just a, an entrepreneur and you've yeah. got shit going on mm. and that's when you want to go and look at your portfolio. All right, well, I've got a basic question and I know the answer's buried in here somewhere, but imagine if I could just get a bit of a chat bot opened up and start asking a question like, what was that transaction? What was that amount of money you got paid in, yeah. you know, on the 26th of September? Oh, hello, Mr. Ahern. Yes. You know, it, that transaction you, related to. Yes. It's not, it's not anything more than that. But yeah, it's, yeah. at the end of the day, if we can't, if, if what we are doing isn't, in, isn't directly benefiting the client, mm. then, so whether it's me or someone else, do you just want the information? I shouldn't be doing it. Mm, I mm, need to be doing mm, the things yeah. that you value from me. Totally. But if you can get the information from from from, from a robot, robot software, yeah, yeah, yeah. software. Hey, hey, Huey, do you know? I'm um, just on that quickly. So we just ran a Facebook ad for um, a program we've got for gym owners. Uh, that's through my my entrepreneur account that I was talking about, and we just ran a Facebook ad, um, an ad also uh, also through Adventure Travel that was about our Iceland trip. And what how it worked is. Um, it was a Facebook post, then it was a promoted post to the places we wanted you know, people to see it, and it was um, comment Aurora in the comments below if you want information about our trip. You know, It was all fancy photo, all the copy, whatever. Then what happens, a bot writes to them and says, hey, three-second pause. So it's a natural pause. It's got a little bit of typing in the yeah, Facebook yeah, message. Yeah. Then it says, hey, Huey, or Andrew, will be Andrew because it's yeah. first name. Hey, Andrew, how are you? Um, do you mind if we ask you a few questions? Um, type yes to start. They'll type yes. And then it's, hey, um, awesome. What made you want to come on the, uh, the Iceland trip? You've got a list of three things that you can choose. Boom. Oh, the Aurora. Yeah. The Aurora is amazing. Um, a, lifetime, a life-changing experience. Can we book in a time to chat? Yes, no. Yes goes to my calendar. No yep. goes to, oh, can we get your email and information for future? And this is all automated. Yeah. Mm. All automated. And this is the future, just on my end, the future of marketing because oh, it's yeah. – it's, it's Facebook are very smart. Facebook are actually using bots, and I'll get back to you to, yeah, to your yeah, thing. Yeah, but, yeah. but Facebook are obviously 
so smart, so much, um, so much financial power behind them. So they're trying to build Messenger into like no one's going to be marketing via email anymore. They're going to be using these these bots because you get these people as well. Once they start with you, they're a subscriber to your to yeah. your Facebook. So you can email them at any time, whatever they can they can opt out like a normal email. But that's on my end, yep. like the AI stuff yep. and the future of like the future of marketing is fuck a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it is going to be automated. And I think with what you were saying, like we have to be able to keep up. Yeah. Because if we don't, then people pass us by. And then, you know, it's harder for us to make a living and make the impact. Like, me and Tom were talking about, the whole thing is you're trying to make a good life for yourself and make an impact on the world. Yeah. And if you can't keep yeah. up with it, then it's going to pass us by. A hundred percent. And, mm. and uh, I'll give you another cracking example. And I don't know whether you want to put this under show notes or something. I can give you the link. I can't mm. remember it right now. But um, IBM, their, their, AI, their AI technology, um, essentially their, their robot is called Watson. Yeah. IBM mm. Watson, and there's a there's a website that uh, you can jump on, sort of in the in the in the back of their own, right? And if you take 200 words that somebody has written and in, and put it into into the field and hit enter, it will give you a full personality profile <laughs> of that person. Now, to give you an example, <laughs> That's epic. Well, to give you an example, <laughs> I took my LinkedIn profile. Which which I wrote, yeah. Which was like 156 words. I needed a bit a bit extra, so then I wrote one personal paragraph at the bottom about what my passions are in life, yeah. And I hit enter, and then I got my EA to walk in. I said, "Hey Claire, I'm going to read something out to you. Tell me if it sounds like me." Yeah. I read it out to her, and she just sort of looked at me and she's like, "Well, you obviously wrote that." No shit. And I said, "Well, I said I actually think." I actually think this is better. Yeah. Describes me <laughs> yeah. better yeah. Yeah. than I could have yeah. said. I could have described myself. I yeah. said, you know, that was that was that was derived from a computer. <laughs> yeah, so so mental. you okay? So it's not just financial <laughs> services. Yeah. You know, any any kind of relationship business where you're trying to sell something to yeah. somebody, if you can take. 200 words from their Twitter accounts, oh, their Facebook yeah. profiles. I mean, getting 200 words that someone's written these days is, is piss easy. Oh, I can hope it is, mate. You put that in there and it will say, you know, like, um, I don't know, this, this, this person shies away from confrontation. This person shows a fear of, you know, this, that and the other. Fuck, yeah. it goes that and, deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, and, and you, so, so you, can, you can then... You can then formulate your sales pitch yeah. or your sales or your discussion about that. don't don't mention this or hit this bit. You know they value friendships. Oh, yes. They value they value oh, this. Hell. So, okay, just, well I'm going to hone in on that. Yeah. This is all that's actually free. Yeah. You know where to get that, and they sell a whole suite of software, uh, which which is tailored towards finance. Like for example, <laughs> for example, Tom Tom is a is a massive client of mine. And, and I want to impress the hell out of him whenever he rings me. Mm-hmm. And I know that he is a massive AFL. Yep, Hawthorne. He's a massive Hawthorne <laughs> fan. I just happen to hate AFL. Mm-hmm. I love AFL. Mm-hmm. But let's say I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can put that in their system that says, uh, 
Tom's an AFL uh, a Hawthorne supporter. So when you ring, I hit a, a button, brings up your profile. Yeah. It says, Hawthorne have won 15 premierships. Luke Hodge recently retired yeah. this year. And I yeah. could go, hey, mate. hey Tom, <laughs> bad love, mate. So sad about uh, yeah. Lukey Hodge. And all of a sudden, we're connecting. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and Yui, you've been on that fucking robot again, haven't you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, that's, that's, that's just scratch. It's I so think crazy. the other it's most... It's all it all, But it all revolves around marketing. Yeah, Ad- that's right. Marketing mm-hmm. and marketing selling, selling everything. stuff. Yeah. Selling <laughs> shit. It all starts from selling stuff. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yes and no. Like, Come I, on, Bill, you fucked it, mate. I can only think. I think I mentioned this last time, but you know, for the younger demographic uh, of those out there, unfortunately it's not available in Australia yet, but there's definitely going to be um, – there's definitely going to be different options, but um, there's an app in the US called Penny, and you can link Penny to your bank accounts, mm. and it will pick up that you've got a Foxtel account, you've got a next, you've got a Netflix account, um, that you that you use Uber a lot, and it will tell you. She will tell you. You go into the app, go, mm. uh, hey doc, did you realise you spent sixty three dollars on Uber last month? That equates to an average ride of twenty three dollars. Did you know that your credit card bill is due next Tuesday? Your Netflix account—it searches the web, mm, so yeah. it can say, um, "Just be aware that your next your your Netflix subscription is due mm. next month, and it will be rising by three dollars." You might want to consider that. Yeah. Like, dude, seriously. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Like that, because all that information's there. Oh, it's totally it's like, out there. We upload you know, like, all. Everything. You go into your bank account. Oh, well, let's export an Excel spreadsheet in a yeah. CSV file, and then you can do all that sort of. So you can pull that information. Mm. How about I want to go surfing, mate? Yeah. Like, Totally. Give give that to yeah, me. Yeah, so it's, it's, me. It's, oh, it's, it's out of control. So there's mm. this fucking episode of um, Black Mirror. Do you guys watch Black Mirror? I've on Netflix? seen um, no. a couple of episodes. You guys would absolutely froth it. Okay, so the whole TV show is based around sort of like these this bleak dystopia, this bleak dystopian future that cool could very well be us in about ten to fifteen years. It's about it's the settings of like. 10 to 15 years away from us, okay? And every single episode is it's just so beautifully creative of every little thing, current trend that we're seeing in the world today and what that could be like in 10 to 15 years. So what you're just saying then, there was this episode about this lady who lost her husband in a car crash and there's this software out there that just helps with the grieving process, okay? So what it does is it's just this bot that takes in all the information he's ever uploaded. So mm. your social medias, your Twitter, you get a feeling of how he talks, you get his voice recognition based on tapes and everything, okay? And then it builds up a, uh, a computerized version of the person. So you're literally talking to, uh seen the movie Her? With yeah, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Just singing to her. Just that. Yeah. So you're talking to in love with this computer. you're talking to your oh, husband. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Which it's will literally, also. It's literally Siri. Yes. But seen like, X Machina? Huh? Seen X Machina? No. It's like her, but the chick's got a body and she's hot. Oh, who is it? Scarlett Johansson? No. Nah, just oh. some random hot chick. Well, it's the same thing. The only thing I can add to this conversation is I watched Ballers the other night. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know Joe, and he puts on the goggles. No, you know it. the Rock, the Rock's business partner. Yeah, he puts yeah. on the 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 um the VR, the goggles. VR goggles. Yeah. And he's basically shagging a chick on yeah. his couch, but she doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> That's all I've got to add to this. Very valid. So like, so it's basically you're she's talking to her husband that died, and it's literally him. And then it it you know it sort of went a little bit Hollywood and moved into sort of um, uh, what are those things that that morphing technology um, uh, is it going to come to me is it going to come to me no it won't it'd be like they, they have a body and they build up him yeah. and they 
just attach that bot onto it and it becomes her. That, that sort of stuff freaks yeah. me out. Yeah, but it's closer than you think. I think by the time it really takes off, I'll be dead and I'll be happy about that. Yeah, I'll be happy dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could probably come <laughs> back on social media. You just made me think that we could we could do like a whole episode just on Netflix. Yeah. Have you guys seen Icarus? I need to see that. You're telling me about this. You're telling me, yeah. Yeah, it's really about good. The, uh, Those Russians, mate. Yeah, the Russian drug <laughs> scandal. Russians. Have you seen it? No, no. Yeah. Honestly, I really it. it starts off as this this amateur cyclist in the US, and and I think he's a film producer. So mm. he's like, right, well, he goes and does the toughest amateur race in the world, which is like the seven hardest stages of the Tour de France, mm. all one after the other. First year he comes fourteenth, and the top ten cyclists basically they could be pros. Yeah, they're so much better than everyone else. Yeah, he decides he's going to go on a doping program. Okay. And, and I don't want to give too much of it away, yeah. but you think that the whole thing's going to be about him and his doping program. Yeah. It stops that. That stops at a, the guy that which he engages. Which it was engages, supposed to be. Which it was supposed correct. to be originally. And the guy that he engages to help him started off, I think it started off as like uh, the American who was like one, an American who was one of the heads of, 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 the, of the US anti-doping agency. Yep. And he's like, oh, this is getting a little bit, a little bit tricky for me. Uh, I'm going to refer you to the head of the, of, of, um, the anti-doping agency in Russia. Yeah. He's a and, gangster. He yeah, does what he wants. <laughs> and, and, and all I'm going to say is if for any listeners out there who have remember like what happened in Sochi, mm-hmm. and then the fact that they were going to ban the entire Russian mm-hmm. Olympic team out mm-hmm. of Rio. He winds up in all that, oh, all that shit. And they're pretty. Some, and they're some and serious it has allegations. nothing to do with his amateur cycling ambitions in the end. Like, yeah, he, yeah, is, yeah. he is basically harboring a criminal. It's, oh, it's crazy. Fuck. It's not serious allegations. It's serious life-threatening like oh. position. It's, yeah. There's. It's not. It's not fucking around. Like the really? documentary puts a lot of people's lives in risk. Asking really? the questions well, that they ask. And, yeah. and one guy just. Yeah. Dis- well, he has. He has a heart attack. Uh, and disappears but just on that and I know for, for a lot of people haven't 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 seen it just go and see it yeah how the hell is Vladimir Putin still oh, like mate. like has a seat at the table <laughs> with all the other world leaders isn't it insane. you know why it is isn't because it? it's like he's a bully mate I, like yeah but the thing is I don't know we're, we're getting politics now but fuck it let's thing, go again we had the thing one today. is the thing is that like Donald Trump and the other, like whether it's the G8 or the G20, the other world leaders, they only ever pick fights with people who they know they can beat. Mm. Yeah, that's just a reality. Like yeah. they'll go, well, yeah, okay, well, what's going on in the Middle East? Yeah, yeah. that's wrong. What's going on in North Korea? That's wrong, and no one disputes that. Yeah. But what the hell's going on in Russia? <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know, man. We don't know. Hang on, their missiles, their scouts yeah. might be bigger than ours. Yeah. So yeah. We don't want to fuck with yeah. the guy named Vlad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only guys we know are the Impaler and the Putin. Well, isn't it interesting that Putin, like Putin in French, means fuck? <laughs> Just putting it out there like that. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Good yeah. point. Good, yeah. yeah. That good, is interesting. Good chat. Good chat. Yeah. Um, but he's a black belt. He could fuck them all up. Yeah, that's, why probably, sure. that's probably what he knows. He's like, this comes to a, a fucking fist fight between me and you. Like, I've, I've got you in a submission. It, it, they say it, he was leader of, the, uh, like, leader of the KGB or something, wasn't he? Isn't there, isn't there a rumor that he was like head of well, the KGB at some point? He would, he would control the KGB one way or another. They're, oh, they're in Icarus. KGB, oh, they're no, in Icarus. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he, Putin, Putin reminds me of oh, the guy out of Rambo 3. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember that. They're in the desert yeah. and he winds up fighting against a Russian with no top on. And <laughs> no, if you, if you re- like the last, 
the last uh, every time Putin's like he's uh, the only place he goes on holiday is Siberia. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Anyway, and he's, he's a, sitting he's there hard. with his army pants on with no shirt on, just like just chilling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm still, I still, I can still fuck you up. <laughs> I've got this. Yeah. Oh, man. Isn't insane. What about um? So did you watch the Connor fight? You you were saying you wanted to uh, uh? Did you did you watch it all go down? Who were you back and oh. what's going on? Oh dear, we, <laughs> oh, we're, all, we're well, opening up a can of worms here. What do you mean? You host, you had it at your day. He, 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 Conor McGregor is 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 my he's my he's my boy. <laughs> I, I have an absolute obsession with with that man. This yeah. never wedding. How I many mean, times did you listen to that? Um, uh, there's only one Conor McGregor song before the fight. I, I, I openly admitted to a lot of a lot of my mates that in the week the week leading up to that fight, I, I didn't sleep more than a few hours a night because I went to sleep every night think, singing that there's only one kind of dragon in my, so in my I head I was doing it a hundred times I had it on repeat on Spotify yeah, yeah. oh yeah absolutely I, I'd go to bed and we like we'd finish watching like ballers or something yeah, and yeah. she's like oh I'm gonna go and read I'm like yeah yeah sick I'm just gonna flick YouTube for a sec and all of a sudden it's just like one yeah. after the other after the other but yeah no we went to we went to a, a buddy's house and um, I mean it's just the craziest Craziest event that that you know you could Isn't it? you could come across. Biggest sporting event of all time. I, I mean, you, everyone has their own interest, and mm. I get that. And people, some people would look at it and go, "Well, let's see what the big deal is." Mm. But I mean, ah, oh, man. The but reason I love like, apart right. from being a, apart from being like a lethal weapon, yeah, right. And and I love it how people, a lot of people. Look at Conor McGregor and think he's an he's an he's an Irish loudmouth that needs oh he's got to be put in his place. It's like if, if, you, if, you, if you get behind if you if you go behind the scenes on that dude, hmm. like look at his last Insta, his first Instagram post after the fight. Hmm. He is a student of the game. Hmm. He is he, he is an abs, he is obsessed with with improvement and and perfection. Hmm. Hmm. And 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 I mean. I love the theatre of it all. It's it's the lead up is entertainment. His totally. his totally fuck is. you suit is entertainment. <laughs> that that white Gucci coat uh, yeah. that is entertainment. But not and from guess his perspective. What? His perspective is that is an idea for for me to get into. That's business. Yeah, that's right. That's why but he's I love it's him. A, it's a marketing ploy. You, if, you're, if you're not no, smart enough, you were going to say you were going to say into oh, their heads, say. though, weren't you? A what? Were you going to say get into their heads with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's yeah. That's right. I knew exactly what you were about to say. And then you went with what he went. Sorry, tactic. Cool move. Yeah, trying oh, to get in there. Trying to get in their heads. Oh, it's both. Yeah, but I, I would say, and I agree wholeheartedly. But I would say, the guy knows how to sell a fight. Oh yeah, like no shit. he doesn't. He, he, he doesn't. He, he said he 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 was all dressed up. He had a suit ready to go in mm. New York, mm. and he was doing some shopping beforehand. And he's like, it's full Mike Tyson. Like he's going down like. He's on like Fifth Avenue without a shirt on with his bodyguard. <laughs> he's like, you know, and then he goes. What about in. those stupid fucking shades? He's the shades. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he's like, and he's like, yeah. You know, I'm not even gonna try to do his like, Irish yeah. voice, but like, shit, fuck. Let's do this. Yes. Let's just wear this. Let's just wear this mink coat. Yeah. I don't think he's doing that to put Floyd off. He's doing that because he's giving the people what they want. When he's talking trash, yes, that is getting that's getting in there. That's yeah. getting in their head. And Floyd, Floyd's. Floyd's too smart for that. Like, yeah. He didn't buy into it, mm. but every other joker has. Mm. But but I just love the. Bi- I love that he said, "I, I am a, I, I'm a businessman." Mm. But when 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 the sun goes down, no one you don't like. 
he works harder than mm. anybody yeah. else. So there's a lot to be admired from 100%. Matt. 100%. And have you ever listened to him? Like, he did a bunch of interviews. I mean, he did 50,000 interviews before and after the, the show, uh, the fight. But have you ever listened to the ones like the ones he did with Ariel Helwani? I love he him. Sat down, yeah, he sat down with Ariel. And it was 20 minutes, and it was him and Ariel, Ariel just... Shooting the shit, having mm. a chat, and it was there was no he wasn't selling the fight. He was yeah. there was no crowd around. There was mm. no one to hype him up. He was just he was talking about his family. Mm. He was talking about his training, where he'd come mm. from, his plans, and his team. Like he's so passionate and down to earth when you actually hear him talk. Yeah, yeah. Everybody sees the bravado and the fucking Terry and Jose Aldo's fucking yeah. picture and the the fuck you. Code You'll do nothing. Yeah, yeah, all that no, stuff. <laughs> you they, do nothing. You do nothing. They'll, 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 you they do see, nothing. So see, what is you doing? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but but I mean, he's you know, like, great, look, since he's had his uh, his kid, Connor Jr. Yeah, legend. Like he is obsessed with that kid. Yeah, and and he walks he walks into the you know O2 Arena with, with pushing like with his missus is pushing the pram. But you know, if it was all about him, he'd be like, all right, guys, you get out of the way. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, do the totally. I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the um, the uh, the Vince McMahon sort of strut in here. But he comes in with his boy. Yeah. His um, mum and his dad every time he wins a fight join him in the and his sister like join yeah, him in the, the join him in the, the ring. Yeah, but they cut uh, remember oh, in the know, ring. Yeah, in the yeah, ring yeah. every time he wins, yeah. his mum and dad are in there with him, and they're yeah. always fucking talking about how proud they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm like, like, mate, I'm not. A, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to be a boxing. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to be. I'm not going to pretend to be a boxing expert. But um, but I learned a lot throughout that whole fight and through that process and listening to all the experts talk about it. I mean, at the end of the day. The guy landed more punches than Canelo. He landed yeah. more punches than Pacquiao. Yeah. And In regardless, regardless of, of, of the fact that Mayweather fought a, a different fight, he forced Mayweather in the early rounds to fight that fight. Yeah, that's right. He forced him to because yeah. he, he was coming forward, throwing jabs, uh, and, and Mayweather had to try and figure it, figure mm. it out. It was such an unorthodox style. I mean, I sat there, like, I don't know about you guys, like, I was just so nervous. I just sat there for the first three rounds. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. holy shit, he's actually... a fucking Irish pub, mate. <laughs> <laughs> with, my, with, with my Irish mate, I went with my mate, Damo Hennigan. You know Damo Hennigan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were Damo. So I met, yeah. met Damo CrossFit Westgate. Yeah, Damo had five tables of Irish mates there. All booked <laughs> out of Damo Hennigan. I went with Mac and his missus. And, uh, and we went there and it was fucking unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. The environment was so good. I was getting so excited. It was... Fuck, it was great to watch. But um, I Those agree. Those later I rounds think- were scary. I was like, what? fuck, how is this just going to hold that? Those later rounds no, were no, scary. No, no, I, I, I was like, uh, like, you listen to some of the guys talk, like Brendan Schwab. Yeah. yeah. I listened to him Big and Brad Rogan just break it down. Mm-hmm. And Schwab's like, I had to do some stuff for Showtime. I was doing, you know, commentating. He goes, I left. I left at this after the seventh round because right. we all knew. Oh, of course. Yeah. We all you knew it was that. like... He's just down, holding downhill, but the, but fact that, the fact that he did what he did, the fact that he won three rounds against the well, I mean, on the scorecards he did one scorecard he did, two scorecards gave him one round, <laughs> one round, which is yeah, that. Really but that's cool. just biased boxing sticking totally. up there, boy. But uh, he won three rounds against the greatest of all time, yeah, yeah. fucking boxer, like, and, and arguably, arguably won the eighth round as well. Yeah, that's right. But but the thing is that people don't comprehend it. But I mean. He made that fight happen. Yeah, that's right. He talked it up so yeah. much. And do you know, I, I, again, my obsession with YouTube, uh, <laughs> there was like 15 things that Connor does not want you to know. Yeah. And one of them was that he's actually, his sister gave him the book, The Secret, a long time ago. And, and he's been a massive convert of that, which is basically an intense 
uh, an intense self-belief and yeah. essentially visual visualization yeah. that yeah. if you believe and want something and visualize it hard enough, it will happen. Absolutely, and it will. Right. He does that over and over and over again. That, yep. that, that guy just walked, 29 years of age, that guy just walked away with $100 million. Yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. So who, that, um, you know, like all these other boxers and other UFC, jealous UFC, right? yeah, Nate Diaz, he, 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 Floyd Lanny win, he didn't even blow up. I was yeah. like, oh, sorry, when, where's your hundred? Yeah, totally. Who you cares? <laughs> talk, about, um, talk about visualization. The, um, the Jose, uh, Jose Aldo fight, before the fight, Connor's doing the exact, he's coming in, he's going to come in like this, I'm going to clip yes, him with I've a left. Yes, I've seen that. I've yeah, seen that. He, he plans, Literally yeah, fucking he happened. He says exactly what yeah. he's going to do. Literally. He goes out, executes, and knocks him out in one totally. punch. That's why I, I put money on Connor. I don't bet, but I put money on Connor just for fun, and I thought, you know what? If there's ever somebody who's going to beat Floyd Mayweather... It's going to be Connor. Not, not only because he's very skilled and so forth or whatever, but because he has a whole fucking country behind him. He has more self-confidence than anyone that's ever stepped oh. foot in the fucking ring. Oh. Like, and it's just a story. You yeah. know? Stories like that happen. Totally. Stories like, you know, I don't know boxing either, mm. but stories like Canelo, Manny Pacquiao's a little bit, but those stories don't really happen as often because mm. there's not such a fucking yeah, energetic exactly. build-up. You know, yeah. that shit's kind of a little bit real. It's a little bit airy-fairy, well, but if anyone was ever going to do it, it was going to be Connor. However, you know? and, and, can I... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the one thing that I would say about um, about him, you know, and and Floyd and the fact that the way that... The way that Connor got... I said before, he didn't get into Floyd's head, but in some respects he did because he, he made Floyd... Uh, choose a particular style to fight on that mm. on that day, which is different to the uh, to the to the style he would implement against, say, Pacquiao. Yeah. Yeah. For Pacquiao, he ran the whole fight mm. and got away with it. Whereas this one, he kind of put Floyd into a situation where Floyd had to come out and say, "I'm going to knock him out. This fight won't go the distance. I, the, the, everyone's disappointed with the Pacquiao fight. I've got to give them a show." And he he drew him mm. into that. Yep. Floyd would have been the most hated sportsman on the in the world if he had run away from Conor McGregor. Oh yeah, and like I know a lot of people sort of go, "Oh well, he showed Conor showed that he can't punch and this, that, and the other. Like he doesn't have punching power." And I'm um, from what I Mate. can gather, from what I can gather, if you're wearing four ounce gloves in the UFC, if you've got good timing, well, he says it. If you've got good timing and precision, mm. you can knock someone out flush on the chin. Mm. But in the boxing ring, you you probably have to have greater refinement of your shots yeah, and, and how you throw a punch. My point is, in the first round, he tagged Floyd Mayweather with a with an incredible uppercut. Yeah, yeah. And if he really knew had for, had years of boxing behind him, if he knew how to throw an uppercut the way boxers do, yeah. he could have knocked him out. Yeah, yeah. maybe with four ounce gloves, he might have knocked exactly. him out. Exactly. But I think what's even just what what I like. This is probably like a you know a more personal note because I just love the idea of just putting yourself out there and facing your fears and all this sort of stuff. I mean, you know, like he's the most confident dude in the world. Floyd's you know, it's a brilliant, brilliant professional. These guys are still human. They're still fucking scared. I mean, but they do, I mean, Connor especially, like he just, for, to even just to, to think of going, I'm going to take on the best fucking fighter mm. that the, 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 the boxing game's ever seen, you know, whatever you want to call it that. Yep. And I'm just going to go for it. I'm not going to let anything get in my way. And he went out there and he made <laughs> a massive spectacle. Like yeah. that is, I mean, it for, for someone like me, as a bit of a fear of public speaking, a bit of a fear of going out there and busking, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, mm. I've got to do it. You know, it's and just you did a, it the other amazing. night, I believe. Oh, I did. I did actually do it the other night. I was, yeah. I was proud of you when I heard that. Yeah, What's yeah. that busking? Yeah, went out bus- Yeah, went oh, out the did? city and um, did some busking. You, really? Um, we yeah. talked about this last time, and I, I, I continue. I'm going to continue with my 
uh, in my in my uh, geez, this sounds cliche yeah. journey um, uh, of not giving a fuck yeah. what other people think. That's right. And and I, I I was trying to think. I was thinking about this the other day, and I heard it kind of articulated quite well. And I hope I get it right now. But it's it's not. Uh, you of course you care what other people think, but once you once and that's like, uh, do are my actions, um, like uh, what do people think of 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 my of my daily actions? Yes, right. You know, did they did they respond to it? Did they not? Mm. You know, this that and the other. But once you've you've decided that that's your path. Mm. It's the end outcome that you don't give a fuck about. Yeah, of Whether course. People, that's because you have put yourself on that path. You'll take people's feedback along the way. But once you get there, so it's like you're busking. Mm-hmm. If, 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 you apply, if you're playing along on YouTube or to your girlfriend or whatever and like, oh, babe, that's not, that's not that great. Yeah, yeah. You're going to take that feedback. You're yeah, going to yeah. go, oh, you're, oh, you don't know what you're talking fuck about, you. right? We're done. I'm still going to go to Flinders Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if everyone yeah. along the way is saying, hey, that's really good, yeah. um, don't wear that shirt, maybe wear another one, you yes. know, or don't go for as long, and you're like, yeah, I'll take all that. But yeah. once you get there, yeah. you can't You can't give – got to give zero fucks what other yeah. people think. Absolutely. And, and, like- and, and that's that's – that's I think that is a, 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 the the pathway that successful people take. Yep. That's a pathway that Conor McGregor takes. Yep. He takes feedback from his coaches, his girlfriend. Yeah, the people that know, matter. Those the, Lorenzo Fatita and Dana White. But when he gets in that ring, he doesn't give it. Doesn't give it. Well, yeah. see, like this is what I, I mean. I, I I when I when I sort of started to get myself right and with a bit of self awareness and all this sort of stuff, I from a ver- very sort of early age in my adult life, I, I had a, a clear, clear goal and my goal hasn't changed. It's, there's a few things. There's, I want to travel the world. I want to be get paid to travel the world and, and stay active. So that's why I love the idea of adventure for travel. I want to be able to get paid working online in the Maldives. That's why I've started the MindMate. I love talking about deep uh, mental health discussions. So again, that facilitates that. But uh, I wanted to... Um, become like an influencer and face my and and talk because mm. I, I really really personally believe that I'm really good in front of a crowd and I love that idea of just making people laugh and just seeing this crowd of people in front of me. Mm. It just so happens that I uh, ironically have a fear of it, but that doesn't matter. But uh, ever since I, I watched Australia's Got Talent, yeah. I've wanted to apply for it. Yeah. And so why the fuck wouldn't I go and bust? Can I know? ask you a question though yeah. on that? Uh, and I've had to now do a bit of public speaking, and 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 those that are in an, in in the inner sanctum, knowing that I don't mind a speech either. Yes, <laughs> but um, <laughs> oh, if 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 you know that you're one hundred percent prepared mm. for what you're do, gonna, about to go and do, mm. um, does that does that not give you a little more comfort? It does. Like so. So for me, right. So I was I was a little bit scared about. Well, I was pretty scared about busking. And when I was going into the city and on the train, I was like playing my songs and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm you know, a bit worried. And I got out there and I started playing the music. And just so the first song I did was Stairway to Heaven, right? And just about before I was starting to sing There's a Lady, uh, I just had this overwhelming sense of just joy and peace. So I was like, fuck, I've been doing this for... I started playing it in grade one. I've got this. Yeah. You know, it's all well and good. The one thing with, with public speaking, right, though, is just a, something that I'm perfectly um, self-aware of is the fact that uh, a couple of years back I had a, an intense panic attack when I was in front of people. So it's just this little worry that goes, shit, what if I have it again? Mm. But at the end of the day, I mean, there was a couple of things. I mean, I was, fucking, I was on a come down from the night before. I'd taken drugs the night before. 
I hadn't looked at what I was going to talk about. I went into it half-assed. Yep. So now that I have this this very, very passionate sense of preparation, yeah. so I'm doing a speech um, on mental health and the mind mate to about 120 people in uh, in early November. And I, I, when I was about accepting, when I was going to accept it, I was like, oh God, I'm, you know, you know. But I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to die yeah. in 60 years time. And I'm going to look back at this and go, why the fuck didn't you do that? Yeah, and, yeah. and, and like, I mean, even if you, even if you, you actually, I hate to say this, but even if you actually bombed out. Totally. Um, you, at at, at, at least at that point, you're starting from ground zero and you can only get better from there and totally. you're going to figure out exactly why. And I'm not surprised that you mentioned what you said before about, mm. a, you know, a big night out and then not being being half-assed. Yeah. Because ultimately, I can only speak from my own personal experience, but if I'm fully prepared and I've done my homework, yep. uh, the nerves, the nerves, yeah, there's a bit of nervous energy, yes. but, but I am not nervous. I'm ready to go because yeah, totally. you, know, you know your topic, you know your yep. stuff. But then 100%. that that then is how you build as a base. Then you go well. Yeah, I'm gonna get kind of. I can kind of work on this. Like I'm gonna write. I'm gonna know when to hit yeah. the right notes. When do I pause? When do I then yep. raise my, you know, raise my raise my tone, mm. lower it down to draw the audience in, sort of thing. And that's all the bit that takes can take years to refine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can take years to refine. And that's. I mean, I've I've joined a public speaking um, group now, so I yep. go to Toastmasters, Toastmasters every, every gonna, second and fourth yeah. Thursday in, at the Elston Week one. Yep, yep. And that helps tons. Like yeah. you, we we practice skills and things. Um, I've only been to one at Elston Week. I've been to three at the Hawthorne Club and and one uh, Hawthorne East. But uh, we do things and we practice like. Uh, improvisation where they go okay you're going to talk about cows and you get up there and you're like alright here we go yeah. and you just because it just I mean I love the idea of because I feel like I, I can really truly provide a forum to help people in mental health yep. okay and not by saying Huey I've got the answer to cure your anxiety but by saying hey Huey mate I've had the same thing let's fucking talk about it yep. and I feel like if I can do something with question and answers at the end of my my talks, where people say, hey, "Have you ever had this?" We're like, I'd love to just say exactly what's on my mind. And going, mate, I, I could not agree with you more. And I just providing that thing. And I, you know, when I first started the mind, mate, I was like, "Shit, I'm gonna have to really, really uh, do what I preach here and 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 face my fear of public speaking and, and face my fear of putting all my fears out there on YouTube mm-hmm. and stuff." But it has just been the most humbling thing in the world because I'm growing. Yeah, I mean, you grow through that adversity or li- you know? and liberating. It is insanely yeah. liberating. It's, yeah. it's amazing. And it's just great as well to have my own side thing as well of, as well as Adventure Fit Radio, you know. Yeah. But it's uh, – I can't remember what we were talking about. doesn't even matter. No, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah. where, where, where's, it, where's the next Adventure Fit travel destination? That's what it was. Um, we're going to Iceland, mate, in November, November, December. Tommy's on the second trip. I'm on the first trip. So mm-hmm. two uh, trips. Two trips, yeah. We sold the first one out in like three weeks without any advertising. Uh, so – we still had, you know, seven months to spare or whatever. We've got four months now or, or what have you. And we got, mm, I think we got a bunch of tickets left on the second one, but mm. I think we'll sell it out pretty comfortably, the second, ro- second one around. Do you see the Northern Lights from up there? Yep. Yeah, you do. So Aurora Borealis. The, the, reason, right. the, reason why, um, the reason why we're going in like uh, November, December, it's going to be cold as fuck, obviously. It's the coldest part of Europe, and that's pretty much a European winter, yep. um, is because there's a window that you can see the Aurora Borealis, and that's pretty much the winter uh, the, like an, the what borealis? The aurora borealis. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. You what, what part of the body is that on? Yeah, the, the aurora borealis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the other vaginus. In your, in, your, in your kitchen right yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know aurora. Hey, Jazz um, at the gym. Yeah, there's like a window where 
you have six month period to really see the lights and kind of as that there's, a, there's a peak the peak is the middle of the winter you know but there's fuck all sunlight it's cold and miserable as shit so we're going on like shoulder season where there's pretty decent chance of the aurora but still enough light to you know stay out past 2pm yeah and, uh, and yeah so so that's in November and December that's our next next trip so. yeah amazing my, 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 my lovely wife it's that's the, the northern lights at the top of her bucket list I'll have really? to mm. I'll have to get her there one day 100% definitely have you guys ever been to like up there Sort of like uh, Scandinavia or whatever during summer. No, when, it, to, when the sun when the sun actually doesn't go down. I've been, no. to, uh, I've been to Copenhagen, but I don't know if it's like that in Copenhagen. Yeah, how I've been there in I've been there in what, August. It just doesn't go down. I think in the middle of, in I the think, middle of summer. It, well, all I can say is we went into Stockholm, and we we had a we had a we were living in the UK, and we did a a, a red eye midnight flight. And as we were landing at 3am, the sun was coming up, so oh, we yeah. went straight out. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. mental, because they have like, Iceland especially has like three hours of sunlight in the middle of winter. Yeah. So on the other way around, it's the Isn't opposite. It's opposite. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think Copenhagen gets it as oh, much yes. to, the, to the same degree, but um, so no, I've never I've never actually seen the, the never-ending sunlight. But imagine how bad that is for you, for your mental state, the never-ending... Shocking. Suicide um, rates in, in uh, Scandinavia are up there with the worst in the world. When, and when it's seriously. in winter. In winter. Oh, hey? Right. That, so well, so it's like this. In summer, they're like, yeah, oh, I yeah. myself. This I'm going to go down myself. <laughs> yeah, but imagine if you wanted to get some sleep. Imagine if you had like, you know, you were sleep apnea or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever it is, insomniac. Yeah. And the sun never went down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think, I think, um, you yeah, that sleep, would mate? be, a f- you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding? Yeah, about six months ago, I had a great night. <laughs> yeah. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, that's no, it's, uh, it is a pretty fucking, pretty fucked up. Well, so Huey, where do you? We're talking about that. I really have been meaning to read the uh, the book, The Secret, and I, I'm I'm doing a lot of that visualization work with my upcoming speech and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Where do you? Where where can? Where do? You, what do you visualize about in your sort of your next five ten years? Like, what do you? Where do you, where do you want to be in your life with the vlogs? Like with with anything? You know. What uh, just gets you fucking? Oh pumped? man, I mean, that's such a good question. I mean, I, look, I, I I have never read that book, so yeah. I'll put that out there now. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a massive. I, I think visualization is it would be incredible. I don't really do a lot of visualization, mm. um, but I do like I do a lot of goal setting. Mm. Um, and I mean, with one on the way, you know, it's it's there's a lot of unknowns out there for me right now. Yeah. So, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I mean, being a financial advisor, running a financial planning business, I mean, a lot of my goals are are sort of financially financially orientated. that's cool. But, um, I mean, I want to get to a point, I I definitely want to get to a point where um, I'm not necessarily bound to your your corporate structure, which Mm. is, you know, four weeks off every year and this, that and the other. Mm. I think... Uh, and, and what I would say, and I, I don't put a time limit on it, but I've now been, I've been doing what I do now for, for almost 20 years, uh, 15, 15 years, I think I've been at Hewis and Private Wealth this year. And before that I was managing a surf shop. So, um, in another 10 years time, I'll be sort of hitting my late, mid to late forties. Mm. I've always said that I just, I think there's so much in life to, to experience. Mm. And, and you talk about fears, right? Mm. So... Fears slash comfort zone, same yep. same kind of thing. Totally, I hate being comfortable. Yeah, I just I just hate it. Yeah, uh, and, and it's funny because you know I've got this vlog going right at the moment, which is you know 
got 20 subscribers and I, you know, I get like 30, 30, 30, uh, 30 views per vlog yeah. or whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, that, that for me is all about getting myself out of my comfort zone yeah. and, and trying something completely different. I love that creative aspect to mm. it. My, my father is, is a very, very talented um, sort of drawer or artist mm. and always has been. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, can't, I can't hardly draw a stick figure, mm. but that is a bit of a creative outlet for me as well and that gets have, me out of my comfort zone. You have a creative streak in your, in your, in your, in your blood. Basically. I do. I'm, I'm through, yeah, through, through exactly right. Probably. I'm more visual yeah. as opposed to artistic writing, mm-hmm. you know, with using my, my hands and whatnot. Um, when it comes to, you know, pencils and paintbrushes, Tommy. <laughs> um, yeah, you caught me. <laughs> I was going to make a sex joke. So, so yeah, um, I just want to see myself, I, I look to broadly speaking, I want to see myself getting out of my comfort zone. So the point of all that was saying, I don't want to retire yeah. at whatever time that might be and say, oh, I only did the one thing my entire life. Yeah, Maybe totally. I go and do in a similar industry, but I branch off and do marketing in Hewlett and Private Wealth mm. or whatever. Mm. But I want to be able to be in a position where, I could potentially take three months off a mm. year and travel with my family, mm. go and spend three months in Bali and, you know, Flog maybe, maybe I would still run a business, run, run a portion of the business out of there but not have mm. to be in the office. But yes. constantly getting out of my comfort zone is kind of what, what I get off on. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Bill? Do you, ha- do you have any what? sort of – yeah, like, genu- I mean, like, I spend – I speak to you every day. I spend multiple <laughs> times. A, uh, a week with you, but like, what do you? We talk about, and we talk about the mind, mate. And we talk about mm-hmm. adventure travel and all that, all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, what uh, what do you really just? I mean, because whether whether or not you visualize and you do, you practice visualization, you know, when you're in the shower or when you're fucking on the can or something like, you get these thoughts as we all humans do, and you get like, fuck, wouldn't that be good? Like, I feel like I can do that, you know. That's just that, that would just be amazing for mm-hmm. me, you know, and. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know what that is for you. Uh, yeah, that's a good question, and not a not a question I've been asked a whole lot. And when I had to, I made my Bill Kerr Entrepreneur page the other day. I had to come up with like a little bit of a, an about what am what am I about? I don't have a mm. biography uh, because uh, you're uh, not just adventure for travel. No, nah, so I mean, and and this is this this is I took a a little bit of time to think about a one word one sentence of like who I am and what I'm about because I you know started this trucking page, and I, I wrote. I'm just a guy trying to improve the world through travel, exercise, mindfulness, and conversation. Mm. So, on a on a you know on a career level, that's what I want to do. I want to have uh, I want to venture it to, to be the biggest company in the world, mm. or the coolest company in the world. It's never going to be the biggest company in the world, but as big as I can get it to, but yep. to be the coolest company in the world. That's what I've always said. I've always said the coolest the coolest fucking company yeah. that, that, there, that there is out there, and. Obviously, at the moment, it's Adventure Travels, Adventure Travel, and then we have radio as a sub-branch of Adventure Travel. So I got a meeting on Monday and one on Thursday with um, digital branding experts or whatever to talk about when we go to Adventure Fit yes. or The Adventure Fit or, or whatever, however we rebrand it, but Adventure Fit is the, the, the umbrella. So like with- Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, with, like with travel as one arm of it, um, media or radio and TV, but but you know media, and then with events, and that's yep. keynote speaking events. So that's my plan. Investment, with- financial. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Who wants to come on as a private wealth? I come on as a as a financial consultant, <laughs> financial coach. But, yeah. um, <laughs> But I'd yeah, I mean, he was a private wealth. <laughs> I figured out a while ago that um, the thing that makes me the, 
the happiest is, you know, making other people happy. Mm. And obviously, I want to create a good life for myself. I want mm. to have, you know, a very comfortable living, a nice fucking house, a, a family. I want to be able to provide well for them. And I want to be able to show them the world and, you know, raise them really well. That's very important to me. But... I mean, more important to me is I get a kick out of, you know, making people happy. Mm. I don't know whether I was talking to you or I was talking to someone in the office here or, or, or whatever, but talking about the fact that initially with AdventureFit, I didn't really enjoy the trips and the thing that I had to fall back on was I was making other people happy. Mm. You know, this is what I'm, I'm making a real positive impact and, and think of them, you know, when I was so stressed and I wasn't enjoying it myself. So, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I just want to create as much positive impact as I can with AdventureFit. Mm. And if I do that and I do it well, then I'm going to provide pretty well for myself as well, which, yeah. you know, it goes, goes hand in hand. And then personally, I'm very much like Huey where I would love, and I'm already in this position now. I'm not in, I'm not in the nine to five position, you know, like Huey. I'm not nowhere near as financially successful as, as Huey. I've been doing what I've been doing for, for, you know, we're not positioned anywhere near where you guys are and, you know, what you're doing. But, I mean, now, only over the last little while, um, the last few months, like the Thailand trip we did was the first time I ever did any of my own travel after a trip. Mm. Um, so now I'm in the position where um, I'm going to... Oh, fuck, I can't say this. I no, can't, can't drop, say that nah. yet. I, got can't say that. I can't actually say uh, you. I'll tell you after, but I'm going on a trip. <laughs> going on a trip. And, uh, fuck, I'm going to give it away here. Anyway, so I've got, a, I've got a work trip planned and I'm going to do a little bit of travel after that in a couple of weeks. Um, and then that's to Vietnam. And I want to be able to build my own travel. Eventually, I'd like to do what Hugh was talking about, where I escape the winters and go and, yep. uh, go and live in Bali, go and surf in Bali for three months, go and dive in Thailand. Mm. Um, I reckon for me, that'll be sooner rather than later. Um, if I get a missus in the next couple of years, you know, I'd be sick if we could do that, if we yep. could figure out some sort of a system, because I already work from this right here is my office. Yep. You know, obviously, I've got a laptop and a notepad. That's it. We don't have mm-hmm. any paper in adventure in anywhere. Um, and everything still runs smoothly. Totally. That's fucking crazy. That sounds to, you know, businesses that are entrenched in yeah. the old way. Oh, mate, we talk, I, talk, I was talking about it today. Yeah. Like, if, if we just set a rule from, like, 1st of October and say, you cannot, you, there's no printers in this office yeah. anymore. Yeah. Because we actually have everything set up, so you don't, you don't actually need to print. No. I, I've, got a, I've got an iPad. Uh, and I use um, I use OneNote on my iPad yep. with a stylus pen. Mm. Best thing you'll ever have ever do yep. in your life. And it writes. You look. You can write exactly as you would on a piece of paper. Mm. Well, I was talking to Rachel, our in-house travel agent that we've just uh, that's just come on board, and she was talking about being in the office and someone having a very messy desk and can never find things <laughs> through the papers on his desk. And I, and I literally that, looked at her. That is bizarre. Shocked, and I was like, paper People on the desk. Do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's funny because we don't have the systems. That, mm. they, that, 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 you know, that, that are entrenched for... Yeah. That's a 40-year-old business, so, you know, in the travel industry. And, and I'm a... You know, eventually, it's a three-year-old business. And yeah. I grew up in the digital age to yeah, degree exactly, as an entrepreneur exactly. anyway. Yeah. Yep. So it's just what, what I know. And they yeah. don't know any different to what they know. But to get back to... Yeah, I mean, that's all... I, that was a pretty long-winded answer. But I want to make AdventureFit a fucking huge positive impact mm. on the world. I want it to be the coolest... As big as I can get it, be the coolest fucking company on mm. the planet. Um, what, I look, what I look at in that regard is I look at Lonely Planet... I look at Red Bull and I look at Intrepid Travel. Yeah. I've always said that I wanted eventually to be a mixture of Intrepid Travel and Lonely Planet. So media and a travel company, yep. you know. And then Red Bull is also like a, a, a company that I aspire to be to yeah. like, you know. So when I when I when I was when I was running the Brave clothing company we talked about last time, mm. Red Bull was our Red Bull was always our aspirational oh, company. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I find really interesting as well in talking about this sort of stuff is like you guys have both sort of alluded to... So your visualisation and your, your goal setting, whatever you want to call it, 
you've given like some sort of illusion towards who you are as people, where it's kind of like, you know, you're, this is where I want to be. But a lot of that is to do with like who you are as people. And like for me, um, sort of coming to terms with who I was, who I am and like all that sort of stuff. I mean, I, I used to get really embarrassed and like ashamed of, of, uh, of, of genuinely who I was. And I was like, fuck, like, what did I say that? Like, I'm such an idiot. I always say politically incorrect things. Like I'm just like, I just couldn't stop it. And I, people would kind of give me these weird looks and I'd be like, I, I don't know why I even say these things, but like in coming to terms with that, I mean, I now, I don't get paid to do this yet. We don't get paid to do this, but it would, it, a lot of my life is centered around using that as a strength to make people laugh by being a stupid horrendous goofball and I think it's just um, I don't know I really feel like like what you guys have said and all that sort of stuff is just very much like your your goals and your visualisation and all that sort of stuff is very much entrenched with like the people who you just genuinely are you know and you know how um, you, you hear a lot of people say um, you know surround yourself with other people who you aspire to be like mm-hmm. and other people who are positive influences so totally I uh, if I, I got, I don't suffer fools lightly these days. No. I don't have time. I don't have time for no, it. No way. Um, because there's so many people out there who are on the same page as you, mm. and I'm not, I'm not saying we're all going to wind up being Richard Branson. No, no, no. Um, but you got to put yourself out there, Bill. You know, you've got that aspiration for your company, and some people would listen to that and go, "Mate, you're an idiot. Mm. Why, why would you even think that? Mm. What you know, you're never going to get there." Mm. And you know, you know, obviously, we don't. You don't need to reference other people, but people have already paid, have already paved that way. Yeah, you know, like you read enough of Richard Branson's. I just books. read Richard Branson's book. And I so finished many, it a couple yeah, of days ago. And so many people shot him down, and he mm. was on the verge mm. of bankruptcy that many times. It wasn't yeah. funny, and he just remained. Like cold, almost you know, he wouldn't admit it this way, but like have a, a cold-blooded focus on what yeah, he wanted yeah. to be, and he, he just, he was willing to put it all on the line, mm, yeah. and 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 a lot of times it doesn't pay off, but sometimes a lot of you know people can get through the cracks, and they're the ones that wind up on a much higher level mm. than everybody else. Mm. But if you don't put you set yourself out on that path mm. and surround yourself with the people, don't listen to the quote-unquote haters, as they mm. say these days, like. Mm. I've got a WhatsApp group with my mates and some of them are, you know, same age, so 30, 37 to 40, 41. Yep. And a lot of them, like no disrespect to them, but a lot of them miss the digital age. They don't necessarily have Instagram accounts, YouTube a vlog, mm. you know, what the hell's that? Mm. And, and I, you know, obviously running my vlog at the moment and, and uh, we got into a bit of banter. Yeah. And, and I didn't get personal. I, I don't. I don't get. Per- I don't try not to get personal with anyone, sort of thing. But yeah. just a bit of banter, and 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 the first thing they brought up was my vlog. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. First thing was that a is that a vlog or a flog? <laughs> and 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 one That's of them one of them even went to the effort of going onto his Facebook page and screenshotting the YouTube clip that I shared, and it showed under it that the only person that liked it was my wife. Oh. And he wrote. He put a screenshot in. and He goes. And he goes, oh, maybe, Huey, maybe that's telling you something. No shit. And it was supposed to be a joke, but he's just gone directly for the jugular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, little does he know same. that Facebook is not owned by YouTube. YouTube doesn't own Facebook. Therefore, Facebook actually doesn't give any exposure no. to YouTube videos. No. Yeah. The algorithm's actually set that way. Whatever. Yeah. I, didn't even, I didn't choose to go with that. Yeah. I just said, um, mate, the last time you stepped out of your comfort zone was when you chopped off your ponytail in high school. <laughs> And there was crickets after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was so it's there. like I don't totally. really, 
I totally. don't I don't care what you think because you're living your life a long way away from me and if you're happy that's great. Yeah. But I don't think you've ever been overseas, mate. Yeah. So you know, don't, uh, don't, come I don't think he's exactly happy, same, man. The exact same thing happened to me, Huey. I, I put up my um my Bill Kerr entrepreneur page. And now then, that's a flog thing and to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. And, and, then, uh, and then um straight away and then I just got I, I downloaded this Chrome extension which is just like one hit invite all friends yeah, to that's I think the best you're extension. About it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so people started liking my page or whatever, and I got this fight thread with the boys as well. Yeah. Um Frey's one of them like my best mate for, for since day one. Um and, and probably six of my close mates and then Rich wrote on the page he goes, <laughs> or it might have been even Frey, but I think it was Rich. Rich wrote on the page uh, screenshot and then goes so you're a fucking celebrity now uh, <laughs> and I wrote um, I wrote uh, yeah I'm a businessman not a businessman or something like that or something, oh no the Jay-Z the Jay-Z oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a businessman I'm a business comma man, man. Yeah, yeah yeah and yeah, then yeah. Um, yeah that's what I said and then and then um and then Frey wrote to me going, what the fuck? Is, no, seriously, what the fuck is this? Right? Like asking a, like a, a heated kind of, but yeah. like, yeah, what, what the fuck is this all about anyway? <laughs> why, why, would you want to, why do you need a fucking entrepreneur? And I, and I wrote to him. I said, well, boys, it's because there's a fucking way better response writing to, yeah. to, to people when you're writing B2B for Facebook ads and you can't rah, rah, rah. I said, also, I'm the face of my company yeah. and the, my company needs a face. And also, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. This is going to help me. Do I said, want? I said, I'll explain this to you boys because you've asked the question. I know there's many other people thinking the same thing and I couldn't give fucking three fucks what they, what they think. But... I can help more people and make my life better by having this page. So yep. fucking whatever. Yep. You know, like, totally. well, you're always going to, I mean... So Tim Ferriss, <laughs> there was a slight doing... pause and he's like, what's B2B? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's entrepreneurial mean? <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, like, anytime, as soon as we started this podcast, we are always going to get some sort of fucking hate. Yeah. Some people, as, as long as you, if you're putting, it's, it's like a fucking... Kind of like a jealousy thing, or like a like a wish I fucking you know, and and that's cool. That's human nature. But it's and also that's a fine, but that is a hundred percent, and a hundred, a hundred, that is a thousand percent. It yeah. is very Australian. To just mm. like don't get ahead of yourself, mate. You know, yeah. just be one of the boys. It's like mm. fuck that. I want to do what I want to do. Like yeah. the first time I ever said to. Uh, one of my mates like, mate, I'm going to start doing a podcast. And he goes, oh, okay. So you're going to start teaching the what You're going to be Joe Rogan, are you? And I was like, yep. Yeah. 100%. Fuck, yeah. No, I totally am. Yeah. Totally Someone am. said that to Joe Rogan when he started too, motherfucker. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> but people, he, right. he was going to wind, he actually was going to wind up. And I, I, in some respects, on the last podcast when I did my like three, three, three people dead or alive, yeah. I probably should have got rid of Warren Buffett and bought in Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. is one of the most underrated characters oh, in the world today. He's my hero, oh, good, yeah, man. He's actually my hero. I used to listen to Tim Ferriss, used to put him on a bit of a pedestal. Yeah. I don't even rate that guy now. No. <laughs> it annoys me when I listen to him. I'm like, oh, it's all about Joe Rogan. But Joe Rogan is also so motivational as well. But back and on that, Tim Ferriss. And such a good friend and family yeah. man. Like, everything that he thinks about life, yeah. every outlook that he has, I go, I'm fucking banging on to that. And he is a savage. And he, and yeah. he is a black yeah. belt BJJ. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He, ends, he can end people. <laughs> a black belt fucking anything. Exactly. Yeah. Tim Ferriss, uh, some of his quotes are just so, so good. Like you said, his quote, his... Uh, addition to you are the the sum total of the five most influential people around you he says so do not underestimate the negative uh depressed people telling you not to do something and then on that he also says um most people are quick to stop you before you start but will normally shut up once you're on the move hmm. and it's just like yeah that's right I all they jump on the bandwagon yeah they yeah. totally do oh yeah I was with him from day one I knew he was gonna I knew AdventureFit was always gonna take off it's like mate do you wanna have a look at the uh, the history of this Facebook messaging <laughs> yeah you know? I'm being harsh on here it's just uh, it's just when you compare the two oh, and you, you listen to the two and the way that they can interview the same people yeah mm. 
Uh, Joe Rogan just tends to engage. But in saying that, in complete fairness, Rogan's podcasts go for three hours, as as ours have. He's got <laughs> time. But, 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 and Ferris is like, nah, I've got an hour and a half, so I'm not going to really engage. Yeah. I'll, I'll ask you a question, Sometimes you give me an answer, answer, and then I'm going to move on. Stuff. Whereas Rogan will like pull something apart until yeah. there's yeah. nothing left. Yeah. That yeah. carcass is dead. Yeah. Like, let's move on to something else. Rogan, Rogan, do you know what I love about Rogan, right? Is like something that I really try to sort of live up to is in when I'm podcasting is um, he he becomes their best mate by the end of the show mm. and like they he and I don't know whether that's just his personality or whether he's learnt that but by the end of the show these people I mean you just notice it by saying like they start talking about themselves and what they do by the end of the show they are in rabbit holes yeah. and they're going this is who this person really is you know I think it, yeah I was just going to say but yeah, yeah but Joe on. Rogan as well um and uh, this is something that I want to get good at is that he's more than happy to let them just talk for like 20 minutes, you know, because they people people have interesting things to say. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And I think that that's just that mutual respect that you gain for each other over the, the over a three hour period. Um, when he when he interviewed Wim Hof. Yeah. Have you guys interviewed him? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, In uh, person too. I played wow. him. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I, 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 I try to do quite a bit of that. Wim Hof breathing mm-hmm. it's good not every day but I should try and do it every day but there's there, to be able to take holding your breath from like 30 seconds to 3 minutes totally. just by doing some breathing exercises for what, two days in a row there's, mm. there's something in that but uh, he challenged him like Brogan doesn't just sit there like a muppet exactly what you're and go about. you know allow people because he's so he's, he's now so educated and mm. done so much homework if he knows that you're the, the, he's going to call you out. Yeah. And Wim Hof was talking about um, he was talking about training um, uh, the heavyweight. Oh, Alistair Overeem. Alistair Overeem. And he was like, so what do you say? He's like, so you're <laughs> saying that your breathing exercises can um, improve the chances of someone staying on their feet and not being knocked out or something yeah. like that. He was like, absolutely. He's like, he wanted to explain that yeah, to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he backed him into a corner. Yeah. Kind of yeah. had his foot on his throat a bit. He's like, "All right, I'll let you off now." Yeah. But yeah. yeah, he wasn't going to let him get away with yeah, it either. Totally. I think a lot of his listeners probably expect that. They're yeah. like, "You got to call him out if he's I not." Actually, um, I actually, when I, because I'm I'm very non-confrontational as a person, and when I when I'm listening to someone say something on the podcast. I'll say if it's something that I'm like, hang on a fucking second. Mm. The, the listeners either don't understand that, so I need them to delve yeah, yeah. into it, or that doesn't make any sense. So I got to pull them up to some degree. Then I think of Rogan. Mm. I go, you've got to pull him up because Joe would. Yeah. I think of that. That's yeah, what I yeah. think. That's and awesome. Then, and then and then I'm like, and, and I, I feel like I have you know that I have to ask a toughish question myself because I owe it to the listeners because they're thinking the same thing. They're like, mm. what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, you, yeah. you'll lose their respect. Yeah, totally. that's right. So I actually every time because I know. That of all, of all the podcasts I listen to, I mean, Rogan and the Fight on the Kid are, the, are, the, are my two favorites, obviously. But I think of Rogan and pull him up. You got to pull him up. Mm. <laughs> and I, and I'm, hey, what the fuck do you mean by that? Like, explain. Yeah. That. Well, yeah. especially if you, I mean, you wholeheartedly believe in something. Like, I, I really, really want to get an evangelical uh, Christian on the show mm. and just like debate him for mm. just the whole show because I, I could not believe more in the fact that I disrespect and utterly like have a strong strong contentment for uh, institutionalized spirituality and religion and I just think it's ridiculous and like I would love to get but on the same level it means lives to people mm. so I want to get them on the show and I want to and I'm not just going to be like a fucking prick to them you know because 
it makes them tick. Mm. And I want to see like why it makes them tick. But I'm also going to be like, man, I just, have you heard this? Have you heard this? Have you heard this? Mm. Jesus Christ, are you serious? Like a lot of people think it was a bunch of people. Like, let's just go and just really see what you say. Have you seen the Book of Mormons? No, I've got to see the You've Book of Mormons. You've got to go and see that. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that the other day with Joe. Uh, and her family, and that is some of the funniest, yeah. funniest yeah. stuff you'll ever see in your life. I've got I'm to like, say it. It's hilarious. And, but it's just, you know what? I mean, I, I, am, I am a big believer in um, the fact that I think Australia has, has gone to the wolves mm. in a lot of ways because that political correctness that has now taken over our country oh. – um, is is we're losing our identity over it, and uh, so did like, politics. I mean, there's blatant racism is one thing, right? But uh, it's just nice to go and watch the Book of Mormons for two hours, yeah. And they spare they spare no one, yeah. Right, so you know, it's just and, and everyone understand fully understands that they're going in there. That there's no harm meant by yeah. this, you know. We're not leaving. We're not leaving the blacks, the Asians, the Jews, yeah, good. Uh, the Christians. No one's. <laughs> no one's. No one's safe. No one's safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And it's yeah. just to be able to laugh freely to that at that kind of stuff and not turn around and go, oh, I'll look over my shoulder. Oh, mm. I shouldn't have laughed at that. Mm. Well, uh, that's I think- the beauty of comedy is the mm. fact that when someone laughs, I mean, you can't control laughter, and so there's got to be an element of truth to to that joke. But okay, can you imagine just on that political correctness sphere? Can you imagine? If you went and saw a play called The Quran, there would be an uproar. Yeah. People would get murdered. Well, I people don't think if murdered. it was funny, I don't think there would be. Oh, people would get like, murdered. Because, no, are you, but, but, are you serious? But, people was funny. Did, so there were, yeah, I know the, those, France, the France thing. I, I, I get what you're saying. I am. Um, I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But, but my, my point I was making is com- uh, comedy. comedy and comedians mm. are so important to culture because they're the only people that can poke fun at shit yep. that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yep. I think of like. Richard um, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, George Carlin Bill Hicks, all yeah, these guys. Absolutely. Joe Rogan, too, that's a lot of his co- totally. comedies that way. It's like it's the one time where you can actually get away with it yeah. because it's coming from a good place. Yeah. We all know it's fucked. It's the elephant in the room and it gets a laugh. It's the way that because yeah. a political satirist yeah. or, a, or a fucking journalist or, or a person on a podcast, like you can't get away with nearly as much because there's no, <laughs> there's no laughter involved. You can get away with fucking anything and you can tell any story and raise any point if you're a comedian. And I think yeah. that's why... It's so much better. And like George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy was one of the greats, but he wasn't really political. But those guys that you remember are the guys who were political satirists yeah. rather than, or that, that were on a, on a stage making people laugh, you know? I guess the, I guess the thing about podcasting is uh, it's a tough one because, you know, they, they can get away with it essentially because both parties have a leg to stand on because it's a live show. But when we're podcasting and I, and I talk about fucking Islam or I talk about something... The uh, the other side doesn't have a leg to stand on because they're not in this room defending themselves through banter and through and through comedy. Yeah, that's why we just have to be not politically correct, but make sure that we're saying it uh, in such a way that will be like, oh, that's politically correct, but it's also you know <laughs> it's funny. not genuinely offensive. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know. Yeah, look, and it, and it's, I mean, back in the, I don't know, like say back in the before we were born, seventies or eighties or whatever. Yeah, I mean. You know, okay, here's something else. What, okay, just, there's, there's one other group of people that can get away with politically incorrectness. Mm. Old people. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kids yeah. and old people. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Why should old people? Oh, old old Jack over there. Yeah. He's, he's he's not with it anymore. Yeah. No, let him yeah. let him go. Jeez, he's a he funny bloody, bastard. He bloody hates the bulls, doesn't yeah. he? Old Jack? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, what I was getting at was like you could actually say, ah. Oh, you know, you could drop growing up, we like so bloody Norm, Norm and his Terry Towling hat. We'd be going with his stubby shorts, go on the silly old walk down the street. Yeah, yeah. Is that racist? Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. quite funny. And then totally. the, the 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 walk down the street's probably talking to his missus in Italian, <laughs> saying that skippy prick down the yeah. street. Yeah. You know, like. But I mean. Fucking kangaroo love yeah, a brick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's like, generation. but all of that's just like you cannot say that anymore. You cannot. You will. You will. You you will. You'll offend so yeah, many people. Yeah. It's like really. You're providing if you a ground for. If acceptance. you can't see, if you, are, I think it's a show. What it is is, I think it shows a lack of intelligence oh, of the general totally. population mm. to not know. When someone is just being colloquial or, or joking, yeah. as opposed to someone who's blatantly racist, yeah, yeah. absolutely, right? absolutely, and, and a the lot fact of that absolutely no room for the fact that we we now as a society can't actually trust the intelligence mm. of each other to tell the difference between the two. I, I, I just think it's getting a bit it's getting mm. a bit sad. Oh, it definitely mm. is. It definitely is. Especially, and, and let me let me challenge you on something else, yeah. right? And I'm sure there's probably a very small populate portion of the listening population out there that might watch the footy show or have any idea who Sam Newman is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I don't agree with everything, right? I don't agree with everything he does. Mm. But there is a reason when he's at his best, if he's dressing up as a woman coming in for whatever reason, there is a reason why that gets more... More people watching it than any other time. Absolutely. And as soon as he disappears off that show, their ratings go go yep. down. There's a reason why the Book of Mormons uh, is blowing up around the world, <laughs> yeah. and that is because people just want to laugh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's not because people. Oh, I laughed at when he. You know, I laughed at when he dressed up as an Aboriginal footballer. Yeah. So therefore, I am racist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, guess yeah. what? Aboriginals have dark skin. Yeah. He wanted to dress up as, you know, Jeff Garlett. Well, he can't work out white. Yeah. No one's going to recognise. You know, we had, like that it's ex- just, we had this exact had conversation, this conversation about, about blackface. About, it's oh, just, I totally agree. With you know, yeah, I, I totally agree. With you that. know, again. I will determine if I think Sam's gone too far or anyone else has gone too far, and I think no, you crossed the line. You are, uh, you're actually you, you being are actually racist. being offensive now and being yeah, racist. Totally. But if you never go anywhere near that line, we are a much boring, boring society. Totally. And I, I don't know if that's just my opinion. But and look, and look, like the thing about that is, is right. Mo- most people will will understand when the line's being crossed or when people are just being stupid or just having a bit of bad here and there. And more often than not, and I said this today, is that if you want to call them social justice warriors or the people that are saying, hey, Hugh, you can't say that, that's offensive, they're not of the minority you're attacking, quote, unquote. Yeah. They're, they're standing up for people that literally don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, I, I heard you say that on the earlier podcast. I don't totally agree with that because we, yeah. we can't we can't actually we don't we're not inside everybody's minds. No, I agree with from that. What I've a lot seen, of, from what I've seen, yeah. the people that are defending the minorities are not in fact the minorities. Yeah, I mean, but that you, you said that the minorities don't give a fuck, and we don't know that. So well, I'm just pointing no, out no, that's, that's, no, that's, no, that's, that's, that's not the well, case, you know. Okay, well, if, I, sure if that, that was my extent. view, and I was saying that, uh, I would say that 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 you you don't have to you don't you don't have to. Uh, my opinion is you don't have to say how do that how does that Hispanic community feel about it. Mm. It still comes back to the same same situation that I raised it before, and that is. If you trust that that them like you trust everyone else, they're intelligent enough to determine whether or not it's a joke or not. Mm. 
then that's that's just how they're allowed to make their own determination mm. as an intelligent human being as to whether they... And if they did see it as offensive, well, okay, you may have stepped over the line, you can apologise yeah, for the, it and, and move on. Yeah. The, but, thing, the thing is, though, and also, like, I'm with you on everything, Huey. I'm totally with you. I'm with you, Tommy, as well. But also, like, there, there's offensive things. There's things that are offensive, like, just because... if I'm, things if, are if objectively I'm, offensive. No, as if, a I'm, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm not black and I see someone spouting the n-word left right and center yeah. then it's right i'm rightfully offended i think that's offensive thing to you know what i mean so uh, I, I don't think the fact that these social justice warriors aren't in the lgbt or, or the the transgender or yeah, black yeah, yeah, or white, yeah. you know that people are gonna still be offended of yeah. offensive things but the actual what is being deemed offensive is the problem not the social justice not it, the not the people that aren't in that minority that's 100 percent it's 100% right. That's, That's what we're right. all saying. Mm. No, but Tommy, Tommy, Tommy said... But I, Tommy, dis- the, I the way do he, sort of disagree on that. Yeah, just because... What he said was, was not that. Okay. I, st- was I still do believe that SJWs are making issues out of non-issues What's really SJW? social justice warrior oh someone sorry. who goes yeah, no, you're hey right. come on to, you're to, right to, and that's, like, my, that's, but, that's my point but that's is, not is, black is, and white that's not black and but white no, like, but see you can't put all of the, like, I think I, I if I'm sitting in the middle if I'm Switzerland here I, I think everyone <laughs> is kind of right in saying the same thing yeah, in, yeah. in respect to there's going to be social justice warriors out there who are genuinely offended if someone uses the N-word against a black person. Oh, yeah. on, absolutely. From them personally and on behalf of... Mm. Yeah. But we all know yeah. that there's there's that there's that there's uh, bandwagon bandwagon people out yeah, there that is like... No I, I, I never thought about it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. All right, give me, give me that placard. I'm going to go to <laughs> yeah. Parliament House. Yeah. like... Come yeah, on, man. Come on, man. What? <laughs> well, like, if I, if I saw... And I totally agree with this as well. I just think that sometimes they do make issues that are, aren't supposed to be... Shouldn't no, be issues. But, sure. like, if I saw someone go up to someone and go, you fucking faggot, I'd be like, whoa, what, yeah, no, what no, is no. that for? That's are you right. like, But was, you can there, tell that that's coming from a place of, like, hate and yeah. anger. Absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, oh, yeah. Like, uh, so, yesterday, right, there were, I was uh, buying a coffee uh, before I went into work, and... Um, this lady walked into the petrol station and um, she screamed out at the top of her lungs, fuck off, you slut, to uh, to this other girl that was walking in. And I, I had to say something. I was like, hey, why are you using that language? And she was like, oh, yeah, but she... I was like, no, 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 no. Irrespective of what she did, you have no... You, you don't need to say that sort of stuff. Like, mm. I I wasn't personally, like, offended, but, like, it's just not a cool thing to do, you know? No, and, 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 and also, you know, then, then, then you also... You got to think about... Who else is around? Yeah, you know, are there you know other women and kids around that don't oh. need to be hearing that sort of stuff? Absolutely. But um, yeah. What do you what do you reckon? What do you reckon, boys? Is it a good sense? Is, is it knock off time? Go, did we go over? We did, didn't we? We went miles over. For the listeners, it's Friday night. We said we'd do a nice catch up, forty five minute catch yeah. up with Huey and we've it's now been, four a.m. We were wines <laughs> on the table. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you did shout me a couple of beers though, so I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, so Huey, give yeah. us some uh, some some lasting advice or some final advice for uh, for us just to go off for the for the next week. <laughs> what, what's something, mate? Don't take your ta- don't don't take yourselves or your lives too seriously. I like that. I like that. Right. As, as as a nice way of closing off that final discussion. Yeah, yeah exactly. Don't take yourselves don't take yourselves too seriously, and. Um, yeah, that's about, <laughs> that, that's about it. That's about that's it. Where can people find you? Um, Anthony, you want Andrew to Hewison, 
You, you basically search it on any, any social media platform and, yeah. I'm, and I'll be there. LinkedIn, the LinkedIn, the Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> you're, the the you're the star. You're the star. He's got the blue tick on Instagram. Just, yeah, 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 you're just, you're the real just, Andrew Hewison. Hewison there's there's well. just not that many people out there with my name. It's good. It's good. Hey, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun. Maybe the listeners have probably had enough of me now, but I'll come back next I'll come back next year and just give some parenting advice or something. Very true. We'll get you on when you're a father. Yeah. Hey, that's a that's a cool title. Uh, and if you yeah, and uh, if you ever want to, if you ever want to talk about um, the the A to Z of uh, shoulder reconstruction uh, rehabilitation, <laughs> I, I plan to hack the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. I'll be back snatching after three months. Just watch, <laughs> just look out. Beautiful. Uh, alrighty, well, uh, thanks for coming on the show, Huey, and uh, that's a wrap. Alrighty, guys, if you liked what you heard there with uh, with Huey and myself and Tommy, then make sure that you go and subscribe. If you've already subscribed, please leave us a rating and review. If you've already left us a rating and review, please send cash directly to AdventureFit Travel. We can be found on Google. The website is there. Just send uh, send not a money order, not a check. Just send cold hard cash straight to uh, straight in the uh, into the old inbox. That'll go straight into my pocket and then uh, straight down to the uh, local cocaine store. So um, yeah, but uh, also guys, you can go to the show notes at www.adventurefittravel.com forward slash radio. Anything that was mentioned in the show will be linked there. Uh, also, check out quashcreative.com. Use the code red radio. You also don't forget to check out audibletrial.com forward slash advf radio. And last but not least, or in fact, last and most importantly, head to adventurefittravel.com. Use the code radio and... Uh, you get 10% off there. Anybody who wants to run private trips through us for their community, email doc at adventuretravel.com. That's me. And uh, see you next week.